Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Michael Bernstein. I'm the rabbi of congregation Gesher Litorah in Alpharetta, Georgia. And today we'll be looking at Eruvin Kuf Bet, Eruvin page 102. We find something in our discussion in the Gemara that leads to a rather surprising possibility. There are very few things that people associate more with a stereotypical observant Jew, especially Jewish man, than wearing a hat. In fact, sometimes we call certain people who are observant black hats. We're not going to talk about the stereotypes or that piece of it, just simply to say that what we find today is the possibility that those very hats that seem so iconic may actually not be permitted to wear on Shabbat. But what we're also going to find is that same idea that we have, that looking around we think, well, this can't be because everyone's doing it, may not just be a modern phenomenon. and may very well lead to the very conversation that the commentators, the Rishonim, have about our discussion in the Talmud, how to understand it. First of all, where do we get to hats on Shabbat? One of the conversations that happens on this daf is about an ohel arai, various ways that somebody can construct what is called a temporary tent on Shabbat. And these can range from the way that curtains or a canopy are constructed to, as we're going to see, even certain things that a person can wear that could be considered an ohel arai. Incidentally, even though the word umbrella is not on this page, it's the same concept for why a person in most, position, most positions taken by the halakha is not allowed to use an umbrella on Shabbat. It con- is considered actually a tent. Even if it's open beforehand, everywhere one goes, it's considered a tent. But what we find here is, in fact, this statement by Rav Shesha. Va'amarav shesha bare de rav idi, siyana shari. So Rav Shesha, the son of Rav Idi, says that this garment called a siyana is permitted. And we're going to find out that most of the commentators say that siyana is a hat. According to Rashi, he even tells us that it's a felt hat, and clearly has one in mind. So it's permitted. But we're going to challenge that from a Baraita. Vahatanya asur. But it's actually taught that it's forbidden. Lokash. Well, that's not a problem. Ha de'it bei tefach. Ha de'lait bei tefach. Well, the difference is, is that the issue with the hat is that if it has a brim that is a tefach, a hand's breadth, then it might be considered a tent. Again, we have to think about this through the idea of how the Gemara thinks about a tent being constructed. 
something that is a tefach by a tefach, has the ability to be considered a temporary structure. And just putting on that hat, at least according to this opinion, would be considered a problem. Now, a hand's breadth is not really that big, especially as it's understood. And you can say that while some hats don't have that kind of brim, many of the hats that we're used to seeing people wear, even on Shabbat, are in fact a tefach wide. So we're not out of the woods yet. And the Gemara will reject this answer, but do so in a way that we'll see is quite ambiguous. Elameata If you say that the issue of a garment that simply is a tefach, a hand's breadth, wide can be a temporary tent, well then you would have to say that a person who holds a cloak over their head in such a way that it covers over a tefach is also forbidden. Now this seems to be, and mostly it's taken as an argument ad absurdum, that you can't make one statement because it leads to the other and on and on. But instead of a clear answer as to why perhaps either one or both of these can be forbidden, wearing the hat with the brim that is a tefach, or covering one's head with a cloak, the Gemara goes to another con way to resolve the contradiction and says, Ella lo kasha, ha de mehadak, ha de lo mehadak. Now when I say that the Talmud goes to another way to resolve the contradiction, this is actually a question. And it brings up a very important point. Sometimes the ambiguity in the Gemara remains to the end of the sugya, the end of the discussion, and it makes a very big difference how the Rishonim and other commentators decide to read the sugya. So Rashi understands as follows. The Siana is a felt hat, and it would have been the case that if it had a brim wider than a tefach, it would be a problem, except that instead, when it says Ella, that the situation is one is mehadak and one is lo mehadak, we are actually saying that in the case where a hat is tight enough, it's okay. Where it's loose, it is not okay. Why is this the conclusion? Rashi says we're no longer talking about an ohel. We are saying that the very permissibility of this hat has to do with whether it might fall off when walking in Rishut Rabim in the public domain. If it were to fall off, it might cause the wearer to have to carry Arba Amot, and therefore violate the carrying uh, according to the Torah prohibition. Other commentators, though, say that Rashi is on very thin ice in making this last part of the Gemara about something has nothing to do with the question of Ohel, the question of constructing of a temporary tent. And that leads to the understanding that no, Mahadak is the opposite as the Tosafot say, that it doesn't mean that if it's tied on tight, it's okay, but rather that if the brim is stiff, that's how to read Mahadak, and to say that if, in that case, the brim is stiff, then it is in fact like a tent. But if it's soft, then somehow in a kind of way it flops down, or other ways of understanding it, depending on which uh, position you take, then it's okay. But one of the things at stake here, 
is just as we look around and see all of the wide-brim black hats that people wear in certain communities, Rashi clearly looked around and saw a certain kind of hat that people wore in his community, this levit, this hat that was a felt hat. His position is the simplest way to get around the possibility that the Talmud could be saying that this is in fact forbidden. It's already being worn, and worn by people who should be following this observance. So his position is simply tie it down, either wear a chin strap or tie it in some way so that if it were to fall, it wouldn't fall off a person's head. But the Tosafot, even though they reject that, give us another way to understand what it could be to salvage a certain kind of hat. Today, those wide-brim hats seem pretty stiff, and so many people have to fall back on Rashi, which is in fact the position of the Shulchan Aruch, a main source of the Halakha, which says that in fact these hats are okay as long as they are tied tight. What I think is also interesting here, though, is just to see the fact that the position of these readers of the Talmud have something to do with the realia around them, what they see other people doing. If we read, like Rashi does, that this final section has nothing to do with an Ohel Arai, then we come up with an entire different approach. Tie your hat tight. If we read, like others, especially the Tosafot and Rabbeinu Hananel, then we find that, in fact, it has to do with what the brim of the hat is like. And this is the position of the Mishnah Bura, who gives all of these possibilities to allow the kinds of hats that people wear. Perhaps it's a soft brim that slopes down in a way that is not like a tent. Perhaps it's a hat where it doesn't have quite the full tefach. Or, even in another position, you're not wearing it for the shade itself, it's simply the style. Ultimately, though, what we know is, is that at least one of the ways to understand this Talmud would make it problematic to wear hats on Shabbat if they look a certain way or if they are of a certain style. And if we were to read that way, we would have to look at all of those iconic pictures of wide-brim black hats and say, hmm, I wonder if there's something going on here that is not kosher on Shabbat. So instead, we go by the different interpretations that allow us to say, no, this is permitted. It has to be permitted, because everybody's doing it. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.